Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Welcome TTB community. I am Elliot Shibley, and here with me as always is the fastidious Robert Domena. Fastidious. Can you please define, sir? Fastidious. Very attentive to and concerned about accuracy and detail. Oh, thank you. That's like, yeah, thank you. I that like is that like <laughs> Bob Domena. There's a picture of you on Google next to it. Nice, nice. I hope I like it. So what do we have going on today? So today we have several articles. This is our Travel Bites episode. We're going to go through a bunch of them, but first we're going to cover the basics. We're going to talk mm. about Clear, which is a digital vaccine passport style thing. We're going to talk about that in addition to a possible new nationwide verification system for vaccine tracking. And then we're going to get into a California couple that was traveling to Greece through Switzerland and what happened to them. Then we're going to talk about the ex-Walmart executive who was a billionaire trying to develop this insane city. And then vending machines that you can buy flights out of in Japan. Pretty awesome. We're going to talk about Delta and how they're adding a bunch of flights. We're going to talk about the world's five safe to, safest cities currently and post-pandemic. I don't feel like we're post-pandemic yet. Uh, and then uh, we're going to talk about a puppy on a plane. And then lastly, Bhutan. Yeah, nice. Very excited for all these articles. Before we get into it, though, travel tip of the week. Listen, it can get dirty traveling a lot. And one thing that I highly recommend you bring are wipes for your rear end. Now, but they don't just have to be for your rear end. No, they could be for anything. They could be they could be for your hands or whatever. But very important, especially if you're traveling to a country where the food is, putting it in easy terms, different than what you're used to. It can get very interesting. And listen, we like to be clean. <laughs> so consider it and don't forget you can buy packs of these for travel specifically pack them your you, you'll thank me uh, <laughs> and then very 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 quickly if you like us if you enjoy listening to us if this is your first time listening to us and you think you're going to be a repeat the best way to support us is just by taking two seconds out of your day and just leaving us a review or commenting on our posts sharing them with your friends that's really it, and that's all we ask, so please just consider taking two seconds to do that. The Traveler's Blueprint offers a travel journal and planner that is available for $7.99 on our website. It is a PDF, so you can fill it out online or in paper, and it is completely reusable. We also offer a Become Your Own Travel Agent five-part video tutorial. Part one is navigation, two is booking airfare, three blogs, research, and reviews, four itinerary building, and five safety, cultural norms, and thoughtful travel. You can find that on our website and it is $25. We also offer travel consulting. So for more information on that, go to our website and feel free to send us a DM on social media or an email. Lastly, you can join us and if you want to, you can you can be a part of our Travel Around Table series. That's where we sit down with a group of, of travelers, send us your email with your name, your website, and a few travel-related topics that you enjoy discussing, and we will get back to you. All right, let's get into it. You want to talk about how our Morocco COVID experiences went? Yeah, it was uh, it was equally smooth and rocky. There were you know we had we went through a little bit of both. Uh, we prepped vigorously i think for this we took 
extra tests to get into the to the countries potentially not sure if we were needing them not sure if the regulations would change and so we just tried to cover our basis and if you're traveling internationally i think that's still the best way to do it now obviously number one you have to be vaccinated like don't even think about traveling internationally if you're not vaccinated yet unless you just don't care about potentially getting turned away at at, at an airport or having to quarantine once you get there. So if you only have a two-week vacation vacation planned, you might enter the country. And if you're not vaccinated, you're going to spend two weeks in a in a state-issued hotel or, you know, country-issued hotel that before you can even leave. On yeah. top of that, PCR tests tend to be the best route. So if you are vaccinated with a PCR test within 48 hours, you should be Depends. able to get Depends, 48 or 72. Yeah, but 48, you cover it, right? So if you can get a yeah, PCR test. Yeah, but if you, test, sometimes the PCR tests aren't returned for 48 right, hours. Right, you're right. So 48 to 72, but if you can get the, the the vaccine with the PCR test, there are not many countries. I don't think there's anywhere that wouldn't pull, let you come in at that point. Um, don't quote me on that, but you I'm fairly confident. I think there are some. <laughs> there, There might be some that would still require you to quarantine. Yeah, so there are, we we cover that a lot in the episode from last week. But addition, in addition to that, the United States on November eighth is supposedly going to start letting fully vaccinated United States citizens travel back to the United States without a test. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's news to me. There we go. Thank you. Um, yep. And and we're opening the borders to Canada, uh, Mexico, I believe. Are it's, they opening we're... it to us though? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So things are opening them up, up slightly. All right. Now, staying on par with that, there's an app that Elliot and I actually downloaded for a trip called Clear. We didn't actually end up needing, we didn't need to use it, but it's essentially a way to uh, upload your documentation and then like, like your vaccine status and test results so you can get the QR code so you can go into airports. They are now going to be used in, in Orlando International Airport in Florida. They're calling it the reservation lane powered by Clear. And it's essentially a way to expedite the security process with the brand new documentation that these airports are requiring. And, it, and to add on to that, in the past week or so, and potentially this week, there's supposed to be some kind of digital vaccine verification system that will be used nationally mm-hmm. and it's called common pass and i be, believe andy slavic actually has more info so my wife loves the in the bubble podcast not a plug for that but if you want more information on it we'll have it next month but they have it this month yeah yeah I, and so the one thing i think we all we learned while traveling in paris really with their app it was super easy to just be able to take your phone out and have the, someone scan your qr code and then move on with your trip and there is something comforting about knowing that everyone around you in a restaurant is completely vaccinated. Absolutely. And I and I liked not having to carry that card, that inconveniently shaped card, you know, to yeah. get rid of that vaccine card and have it on your phone. I found pretty, pretty easy. And what we do love with travel is when it's easy. Yeah. Um, speaking of it not being easy. Now, here we go. Right into a rolling into a horror story. There was a couple from California, San Francisco, that was traveling from San Francisco to Greece for vacation. They had a layover in Switzerland, and when they arrived, they were arrested, put in a cell within the airport for the night, and then deported back to the United States the next day. Now, 
I don't think it was their fault necessarily. However, they did they did overlook this. But Switzerland is not letting Americans in, regardless of vaccination or testing status. Yeah, and, and it so, seems like it doesn't matter if you don't leave the airport. If you just have like a one-hour layover, if right. you fly into Switzerland at this point, you're going to get arrested. Yeah, and you know, hindsight's obviously twenty twenty. Personally, I I probably would have did that research, um, but I do understand that not everybody is is meticulous a travel planner. But so they entered. They, en- <laughs> they entered the country and immediately were arrested by the police. Now, if in the article, this woman, this this couple, very distraught, like her experience, it was it was really tough on her. I think I would have rolled with it a little bit better. I don't know, but <laughs> so essentially, they just they locked him up, they put him in a cell, um, and then they made them spend them. the night there, and then deported them back. They did get the airline to agree to only deport them to New York City, so then they didn't have to fly across the entire United States to get and then back to you direct from NYC to Greece. Then right, the thing that really annoys me though, or, or I'm kind of a little bit flabbergasted about, is that Swiss airlines allowed this to even be booked. Yes. There should be a feature that that you know, or it's, a warning, something that says, "Hey, you know, we're not letting you in because you have to put your passport number in." They know yeah. who you are when you book with them, and mm-hmm. for the airline to still allow Americans to book with them, knowing that they're going to have a layover in their country illegally, that is a significant oversight on the airline's part. And towards the end of the article, I did read that the airline did reimburse them. With some of the things, I don't think they got all of their money back, but they did reimburse them to a degree. So, yeah, um, if you have a layover, consider that as traveling now like to that destination and you need to confirm whether or not you're actually allowed to have a layover there. Yeah. Right? So, all right. No. Uh, you, yeah. Next one is actually pretty interesting to me. Uh, this reminds me, I don't know if you remember this from 2017, but Bill Gates had proposed an $80 million smart city in Arizona, very mm-hmm. similar to this. But this is the ex-executive Mark Lohr, who was of Walmart, plans to do, a, what, a $400 billion city called yeah. Telosa. Location hasn't been decided, but... There are very few real details, but the goal is to have up to 50,000 residents in this city by 2030. This is the like modern version of the hippie movement. Like it's all about being green and resort and, and uh, sustainable and finding ways to live in, in a way that is the least wasteful, right? And so it's all about he's going to incorporate green technology. Um, and if you, would you live there? Would you actually consider it like, you know, I, living I, there? I would need to get more information on it to see, but it sounds like it. It sounds pretty interesting that everybody in the city will actually own a portion of the city, and that it's going to be this like community. It, you're supposed to feel this sense of responsibility to it, mm-hmm. and you have to actually apply to be a settler. Yeah, uh, that, that was an air quote. It says residents would get around in autonomous vehicles and the city would run renewable energy. Um, yeah, and yeah, you're going to be selected at first. So he's probably going to select wealthy donors, I'm assuming, maybe people who contribute to the city. And then after that, 
they're going to. I mean, they could probably use some landscape architects and environmental scientists. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) And so they're looking for fifty thousand residents by twenty thirty. That's a lot of building to happen in eight years. Like I'm going to planning alone is going to take more than that. So the the locations that are listed as being potential areas for the city are Nevada, Utah, Idaho, Arizona, Texas, especially essentially. And then very oh, and broadly, the Appalachian region, the Appalachian region, which is thirteen states. Yeah, I mean, all of those states are massive. The thing that they all have in common is that there's there's a lot of room. You know, it's not it's, it doesn't say New York where. I mean, that is New York. Appalachian states. region is New York. Yeah, I guess technically, like the Arirondacks. I mean, that's stuff, like but... all of the East Coast is the Appalachian region. <laughs> so we know it's going to be in the United States. Um, not saying this is a bad idea or anything. I feel like, you know, first you sign up, two, you get your autonomous vehicle, and then like number three, they ask you to drink a, a Kool-Aid. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to wait for like 35,000 people to move in first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, <laughs> it is, again, egalitarian utopias like this aren't new. They're, right. But right. there are very there are none that I know of that actually exist, except for maybe yeah. Portland. Who was the guy that made the, the, the town in um, Africa? That was that was the guy who made everybody drink the Kool-Aid, right? Not Africa. Uh, was it South America somewhere? I don't know what you're talking uh, about. It was like, you know, our parents' generation. Man, yeah. So yeah. Uh, if you know, feel free to comment because I'm sure there's someone out there listening to this who has the answer Probably. To this, to me, this to me sounds like celebration. In Florida, yeah. have you heard of that? No. That's where uh, the Truman Show was filled, filmed. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Japan has vending machines that give mile packages that allow you to book domestic flights. This vending machine is only in Japan, and it's only for Japanese flights. So if you're in the United States and you're not going to Japan, this really isn't concerning to you. I did find it really interesting, though. I mean, there was a 19-year-old college student, and she said she couldn't believe it when she won a trip to Sapporo. It's it's a capital city there. And it was a destination that she actually wanted to visit because her grandmother lived there and she hadn't seen her since the pandemic started. And another college student, same thing, won a trip and was really happy to get to explore a different region of Japan. So I like the idea of it. I think it's really cool. A really way, a really cool way to entice people to travel within the nation. Now, the interesting thing would be if you know you're in the United States and you get some random place like Bryson, Missouri. <laughs> that... Hey, I don't, I don't judge anything. I want to, I mean, traveling to new places—that's what we want to do. We right. may have we no, may I have know predispositions of where we want to travel, but I think anywhere is still be interesting. Sure, and I didn't mean to to call out Bryson, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, we um, have several fans there. Do we? Do we? All that's Maybe. the entire population. If of... we do have fans in bryson missouri let us when know. you look up the population of bryson missouri it just says several people <laughs> so, so, <laughs> how much so, do these cost about 44 dollars, and uh you receive is that a round trip so it says each customer pays five thousand japanese yen or 44 dollars and receives six thousand japanese yen 53 dollars worth of mileage points points which can only be used toward the destination they want so that's actually contradictory to something i read earlier on like that said that you get you get the entire trip so i don't know yeah um but i i would like to see that here in the, the United concept States. is very cool yeah i like I mean, it. Yeah. you remember me telling you about when i stayed in germany 
for my study abroad, I would do the blind booking mm -hmm. and you just yeah. had a selection of cities and you would pay a certain amount. I think it was like, um, a hundred dollars round trip. Yeah. And awesome. it was like a 10 to 12 cities, or you could select of different types of cities, like beaches versus party cities versus shopping cities. And yeah, if you yeah. wanted, if you already at one of the destinations listed in there, you could remove it for five more dollars. Yeah. Pretty cool. I yeah, would love that. It's awesome. Support for the Traveler's Blueprint is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Enjoy 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TTB at manscaped.com. Do not travel to the Netherlands or anywhere for that matter with untamed nether regions. Elliot and I do not, and we bring this with us on our trips. On the Traveler's Blueprint, we promote concise travel planning, and part of that planning is making sure you pack appropriately. The Lawnmower 4.0 is lightweight, has a travel lock, a light for close shaving, and a battery length that will last long into your trips. You got it. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TTB at manscaped.com. Your, Your balls, balls will, will thank, thank you. you. <laughs> All right, next one up. Uh, Delta is adding more than 100 flights to New York City airports, which equates to about 8,000 additional seats. The point of this article is to show that travel is still on the uptick. Yeah, it is on the uptick. And this is just one example. If you look around, airlines are starting to increase the flights that they offer, which is a sign that travel is creeping back up. I think I read somewhere, and I wish I could sourced this that travel was down like 47 percent or something and so it's still struggling but we're seeing signs of life and i think adding 100 flights and i, I believe most of them are domestic flights i saw like charlotte and dallas fort worth and panama city florida so that's a great sign it, it it's it's maybe crawling its way back hopefully we don't get hit with another uh variant that that you know, puts a stop to this, but so far I think we're going to see signs of life. Yeah. So the TSA has a really interesting, uh, I mean, they, they track all the numbers of, of people going through checkpoints in the United States. So mm -hmm. compared to last year, we're over double mm -hmm. and we are not quite at 2019, but not too far away. So 2020 was about 750,000 travelers. 2021 is at 16, 1.6 million. And then 2019 okay. was at 1.9 million. Okay. We're getting there. Yeah. All right. Next one is about the world's five safest cities. These types of articles have, have always been coming out, but now we have something unique, COVID-19. And that's being incorporated into these lists and whether or not the city is safe. Now, the five safest cities are ranked as one, Copenhagen, two, Toronto, three, Singapore, Five Sydney, four and six. Oh, I'm sorry, four Sydney and five Tokyo. <laughs> Trouble <laughs> counting. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So the they did rank 60 cities, and it's based on 76 safety indicators, which includes infrastructure, digital life, personal security, environmental factors, and of course health, which Bob said now incorporates COVID-19. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think it's this list is not surprising to me at all. You? No. No, no I, seeing I, the I'm, cities. I'm, I'm, yeah, seeing Singapore and Copenhagen on there. 
are kind of no-brainers. Sydney, Tokyo, Toronto, those were a little, I didn't know those were all that, like how safe they were in comparison Mm -hmm. to many other international cities. Mm -hmm. But now I know. Yeah. And it was a mix of things. It just wasn't, it, it just wasn't COVID. But Denmark, for example, is doing well due to the environmental security pillar they have, which measure which measures sustainability, including renewable energy incentives, that's air quality, waste management, and urban forest cover. It sounds like a landscape architect's dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Canada, so Toronto ranked highly in close second. They have a strong score in infrastructure and environmental security. Residents there credit an exclusive culture that values targeted communication across communities, especially when it comes to vaccine awareness and adoption. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to go into and see some of the scores and why other cities were ranked, check out the article in the show notes. Yeah. I, I think, you know, unfortunately, if you're thinking about going to these countries, these cities, because they're safe, chances are they're probably closed to either travel or Americans specifically. So definitely make sure you check those out before you go there. Yeah. Next up, a puppy was found in an owner's suitcase when checking into a Southwest flight. Right. A a, a 150 pound Doberman Pinscher was found. (laughs) No, just kidding. A small Chihuahua. was actually in a suitcase um, at the airport. They tried to weigh their luggage, just as you do to check it, and it was a few pounds overweight. It was actually five pounds overweight. When the the check-in woman asked them to kind of shift things around, maybe put some clothes on their carry-on, they opened the bag and found their dog snuggled inside. So <laughs> pretty funny. Chihuahua. Yeah, everybody was surprised. The Southwest employee was actually really nice and offered to watch the dog for them until it got picked up so they can run to their flight. But they had a family member come and grab the dog before that happens. And they still made their flight. It was just a short flight from uh, Lubbock, Lubbock or Lubbock, Texas to Las Vegas. Interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. a fun little article. Mm-hmm. I don't hear that every day. No. And the last article. We've talked about Bhutan before. I think it was on maybe our travel lists. And again, it's more about happiness and yeah, yeah, gross national happiness. So what is the key to Bhutan's happiness, Bob? So I, well, before we get into that, I actually want to say that even this country that, that, um, looks at what they define as gross national happiness as an indicator on the success of their nation struggled during the COVID-19 pandemic financially and then was, to them, they probably define it as gifted additional time to reflect on what it means to be happy. So even a country that already was happy and prides themselves on being happy needed to take time to, to reflect inward and see what what that truly means. Now, one of the men interviewed for this um for this article, a Buddhist monk, said that Everything I was doing was put on hold. I decided to see this as an opportunity to deepen my own experience and isolate myself. I went to the mountains and lived there with very little food in harsh weather conditions with no shelter but a cave. It gave me time to truly imbibe my own teachings. What became very clear was that true happiness has nothing to do with external phenomena. It is innate. That's an incredible quote. And really, essentially what they what he identified and something that has now been echoed throughout mindfulness is that happiness comes from within. And when you seek 
more. You can you can never seek more to satisfy happiness. It's always you need to find the the foundation of happiness within yourself and build upon that. And so I love this. This is one of my favorite cultures because of how how highly they prioritize this happiness because it, it's the bedrock for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 I think this this article really highlighted the fact that travel for many people is part of their search for happiness and Mm -hmm. this this really was poignantly put that happiness is not an external factor there are things externally that can adjust happiness but it is it is inward so this time that we're not all able to travel and try to find that happiness you really have to focus on yourself and making making sure you're finding ways to be happy yeah yeah. And a quote that really sums it up and I think really can speak to a traveler is that we must stop searching for happiness and experiencing outside ourselves. There are, in my opinion, four pillars, loving kindness, compassion, non-attachment and karma that can all be easily embraced by anyone at any point in their lives from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Elliot, I think so. There are several places that I think we should go for our next experience. The idea of going to Bataan together and and doing maybe like a silent retreat with Buddhist monks for like seven days or at, at least is so incredibly enticing. Could you imagine going there and being in a temple for seven days, not speaking, living on minimal food and really forcing ourselves to take a deep dive? I'd love to meet the me that comes out of that, <laughs> you know, with this, this newfound... Uh, perception of time and relationships with myself with the people that i'm you know that i'm that i'm yeah living with you know everything yeah i think i think eastern philosophy is really interesting yeah and i think a trip to bhutan if they let us in would be very cool well i I, yeah i wonder what the restrictions are i think obviously i think we wait for that but yeah i think a lot of countries are going to be waiting for a little while yet to Mm -hmm. open travel back up yeah pretty cool all right. All right. Well, up this up month, travel bites. Yeah, yeah, up this month, up, yeah. we have actually a few episodes of our own. We're gonna go over <laughs> Bob's trip to Rome. We're gonna go over my trip to Acadia, and then we've got Julia to deep dive on some lesser known ways to use and acquire points. And then we have Javon and Jean on cultural diversity and full historic incorporation into tours. And that is actually gonna replace our travel around table for this month, and we'll bring those back either next month or the following month. Correct. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. As we said at the beginning of the episode, if you're interested in helping us out, it's a review on iTunes or a comment or like on our social media posts. We're, we We're sharing grow. it with friends and family. We're sharing it with friends and family. Our goal is to grow and share this podcast and these conversations with as many people as possible. So if you can help out in any way, that would be incredible. Thank you for listening and tune in next week.